Let's give a hand clap to the Lord tonight. Come on, He's worthy of it. Aren't you glad to be here? I said, are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. God has been so good to us these past couple of weeks. I am blown away what all has been done. I don't believe that he's quite finished. Amen. I don't feel you believe that either. Praise God. We want to give honor tonight to Brother and Sister Vasquez, the bishop, and his wife. Could you give them a hand clap? Honor to my beautiful wife, my partner, couldn't do it without her, sticks beside me, prays for me. A lot goes on behind the scenes that's unnoticed, unrecognized, but very thankful for her. The Bible says he that finds a wife finds a good thing. Brother Craig, he didn't say that about us. did say he who finds a husband finds a good thing I know I can be hard headed at times set in my ways but all joking aside I love and appreciate her glad she's feeling better praise God thank y'all for your prayers I know that y'all have prayed for her and Y'all have been so kind to us. Each and every one of you, I want to tell you thank you tonight. Treating us like family. That makes it easy to get up here. I've never got behind a pulpit where I wasn't nervous. But just your kindness and generosity and the love that I feel in this church, it does make it easier. Praise the Lord. All you young men that are seeking after God and His will for your life, He'll reveal it to you in time. Don't rush God. Get yourself in trouble. Allow Him to lead you, guide you. Be in submission to your pastor. you want authority you've got to be submitted I said that just in passing the other night but it's not what we're preaching on tonight but I just feel to tell some young men tonight young women if you want to have authority in the kingdom you've got to be submitted to authority got to be submitted to authority and through that will see God's kingdom work through you. This is all about his kingdom. Brother Craig, and God knows, he knows our hearts. And he knows if we're trying to build our own kingdom. This is all about his kingdom. We hit some bad weather a little bit ago, and I told Sister Miller, I said, it'll probably be pretty thin tonight. 
But those that need to be here, well, I'm sure there's many, many others that need to be here. But those that are here, God is going to bless them. I pray God's blessing upon you before I ever walked in the door. So tonight I pray that you're richly blessed or you leave out of this house. Praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Praise God. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. Then I'll be turned to Hebrews 6. I believe beginning in verse 13. I've told y'all a couple of times I I really enjoy fishing. It's and Brother Blackard went last year. I was here and caught a bunch of them big catfish. Had a lot of fun. Hadn't got to go this year so far. Had a lot going on back home. and We have a house. and You have a house, you know you have stuff to deal with. And fishing is just my escape. I get out there and I don't think about anything. And we live real close to Louisiana. And my favorite place to fish is called Johnson's Bayou. Love to go to the bayou. And it's brackish water. It's not fresh water. It's mixed with salt. The more it rains, the fresher it'll get. You'll get black bass and things like that in there. But for most of the time, you're going to catch flounder and redfish and speckled trout, and sheephead, and that type of fish. And in a little boat, you continue to play, brother. The little boat I have, little 16-foot aluminum boat, I've got a couple of other boats I'm trying to work on and get fixed. Sister Miller won't be embarrassed to go with me. But in that boat, I've got two anchors. That boat, it's real light. I've got two big sand anchors, big iron anchors. You know, nowadays they make these sand anchors and they're made out of lightweight stainless and they won't hold you, no kind of position. And when you get out on that bay, you want to make sure you got an anchor that's going to hold you because all of a sudden the storm will blow in and that anchor will turn loose and you'll be way out of position from where you want to be. But if you got the right anchor, I've got two good ones. Got them at a garage sale from an old man. Them two anchors, they'll hold you right in position. It don't matter how hard the wind blows, pouring down rain, waves white capping. Those anchors are going to hold you. Got to know tonight that you have an anchor to your soul. Jesus Christ. And that anchor is going to hold you no matter what storms you deal with. No matter how bad that it seems. The anchor is going to hold. The anchor is going to hold. First Peter 1 and 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. Let your neighbors say a lively hope. 
by the resurrection by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead a lively hope Hebrews chapter 6 Hebrews chapter 6 We just lift our hands for a moment. We just talk to the Lord. We got the Holy Ghost. I want you to pray. There's a sovereign spirit here right now. We don't want to outrun God. That's it. Come on, let's just pray for just a second right now. Come on, I got another text to read, but we're just going to... Let's just create an atmosphere right now. My sister three rows back, standing right in the middle. Yes, ma'am. You looking around. I'm, I'm talking to you. Yes, ma'am. Would you lift your hands? Life at times has been a struggle. I know you're young. Been a struggle. God has kept his hand on you. Sister, I just felt pain coming, just permeating from you. Pain from cards that have been dealt to you. You didn't pick them, they were dealt to you. Kiki alabaraka satayan de recondo yor le basikayan de ro. Ila marakayan de bosondo rocoto mondaya. Ila marakataya sandala bahaya. That's it, sister. If you just release that to him right now. Just been a struggle. I can see you as a child, and it's just been a struggle. Ila baraka sandala bahaya. 
mi korete mosanda la bahayandero. Come on, there's hope tonight in here. There's hope tonight. There's hope tonight. Hope. Hope tonight. Kila Barosa Toyenda Ye. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hebrews 6 verse 13 says, When God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself saying, Surely I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. After he patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Just because the promise isn't coming to pass in your time frame, you cannot forfeit what God has spoken to you. Because everything with God has an appointed time. And has an appointed time with purpose. The Bible says that he worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So God got a reason why he hesitates. He's got a reason why he don't always answer the first time. That's where trust comes in. Trust. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end to all strife, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. Impossible. It's the only thing he cannot do. He cannot lie. Brother Craig, if he says it one time, I've got people that I know they need a word from God every day. Need God to repeat theirself repeat itself once a week but if God said it once that's enough oftentimes you'll get a word he'll send somebody else and confirm it you get confirmation and affirmation but God spoke to Noah one time that it was going to rain and from that day forward it was Noah's job to go to work God didn't have to come tell him every day this ain't my message, but I feel this right now. God didn't have to come remind him of the word that he had spoken to him. 
Noah just picked up his hammer and went to work. Because God cannot lie. He cannot lie. It says, in which was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope. There it is again. Upon the hope set before us. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Of the soul. The soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. And this anchor, Jesus, is meant to stabilize these things. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. How many of of us in here tonight, if we would be honest, have a sound mind? What Peter told us, he said, gird up the loins of your mind. What was he saying? He said, take control. That's why Paul said, take every thought captive, casting down every vain imagination, everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. We've got to take hold of these things. I said it the other night that the Bible speaks that in the, in the last days that the enemy would wear out the saints of the Most High. Brother Craig, and I, I feel that the way that he is going to try to wear out the saints is going to come through the mind. The mind. The hope that you and I have is supposed to settle this. Praise God. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that within the veil. Which entereth into that within the veil. Tonight, the definition of anchor is an object which holds a vessel securely in place or its desired position. It is in the nautical symbol meaning hope, stability, steadfastness, and unmovable. And I want to preach from this title for a minute tonight with the help of the Holy Ghost. Hope is still alive. My anchor to my soul. My anchor to my soul. Could we lift our hands all across the house? Could we talk to the Lord one more time? Father, we love you. God, I thank you for your word tonight that's forever settled in heaven. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that I feel. 
God, I speak it upon every heart and every mind. God, I pray for your anointing to be upon me, that you would help me. God, bring things to my remembrance. Let me speak with clarity. Let me say only what you want said and nothing more. Father, I release the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation, that your body would be edified and encouraged before we leave. Confirm your word tonight with signs following. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask all these things. Can we clap our hands to the Lord one more time? Let's just lift our voice in here just for a minute. Come on, let's go ahead and magnify him. He's worthy of it right now. I said he's worthy of it right now. Karakila basoto yondala bahaya. We ought to go ahead and create an atmosphere. The atmosphere that we've been feeling around here, I feel like we ought to feel it tonight. Hey, amen. I know the pastor's not here tonight, but the same God showed up. I said the same Holy Ghost is available. In the name of Jesus, you may be seated tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, hope is still alive, the anchor to the soul. I believe tonight one of the biggest challenges individuals face in their lives is the loss of hope. It can be very difficult to wait on a promise to come to pass. It can be very difficult to wait on our desires and prayers to be answered, especially when we feel like they are hitting the ceiling instead of going into heaven. It's hard to keep believing when disappointment delays, pain, and pressure surrounds impossibilities. As believers, we face this type of adversity, but even the faithful at times have a hard time not losing hope in the process. God has chosen for the word spoken to become a reality. It is the situation such as these that many faint to lose heart and give in to the persuasion of the enemy. In Psalm 27, 13, David proclaimed, he said, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He said, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen thine heart. He said, wait, I say, on the Lord. David said, I'd have fainted if I would have lost hope. He said, I'd have fainted if I'd have let my faith slip. But since I begin to believe once again, friend, my hope is in God. Tonight, you've got to have your heart and your mind made up. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what this old world looks like, your hope is not in the economy. Your hope is not in the president, but your Hope is in Jesus Christ. Do I got anybody that believes that here tonight? Do I got anybody that will stand to their feet and say, my hope is not in this, my hope is not in that, my hope is not in the job, but my hope is in Jesus. I'm thankful tonight that God is unchanging, that we serve an unchanging God. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if I could put my hope in him just last week, friend, I can put my hope in him today. Some of us got God. God hit head on Monday morning 
by some things that God allowed to come into our life. Friend, but you got to put your hope in him that no matter how bad it seems that he's going to carry you through every single time. Does anybody believe that tonight? David said, wait, I say on the Lord. The word wait here translates into the Greek as gaval, which means to bind up and what your hope is in, to look eagerly or wait with expectation. David didn't tell us to wait downhearted. He didn't tell us to sit there and suck our thumb. He didn't tell us to sit there and do nothing. He said, you ought to sit there. You ought to wait and expect God to show up at the appointed time. Friend, God is going to show up right on time. That old song says he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. I said he's an on time God. Yes, he is. He ain't going to show up a minute late, and he ain't going to be a minute early. And you can put your hope, you can put your faith in the fact that God is going to make himself available at the appointed time. That's your promise is going to come to pass at the appointed time. You cannot lose hope in God tonight. Don't let anything or anybody rob you of the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. I said don't let anything take away the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. Friend, those disciples, whenever they, they didn't want, they didn't want to understand. They didn't want to accept the fact that Jesus Christ was going to go to the cross and he was going to get hung there and he was going to die. He told them in John 2 and 19, he said, destroy this temple and in three days I'm going to raise it up. But the Bible says that it was not until after the resurrection that they remembered what he had spoken. And I'm telling you tonight, that's what adversity will do in your life. That's whenever you begin to get challenged will do in your life. You'll forget what God said to you and you'll let the enemy get in your ear and you'll begin to believe the lies that he's telling you. I got news for the enemy tonight. Friend, all you can do is lie. That's all the devil can do is lie. And anything that's speaking contrary to God's will and God's word is the enemy. Brother Devin, you can let the enemy work through you. Brother, I can let the enemy work through me. All I got to do is begin to speak contrary to God's word. Friend, Jesus called Judas friend and he called Peter a devil. That ought to tell you something right there because Peter fought against Jesus when he told him he had to go to the cross. He did not want to accept the fact that that was the will of God for the Son of God's life. Because with the Messiah gone, what would they put their hope in? How would the kingdom be built again? How are we going to overcome our enemies? How are we going to get out of this position that we're in? If Jesus dies, our hope dies. I said they thought if Jesus dies, our hope dies. So whenever they brought him there and they tied him to the whipping post and they beat him to death, 
with a cat of nine tails and they hit him 39 times on the back, save one. And they threw the old rugged cross on his back and he carried it to a hill called Golgotha and they drove the spikes. They drove the nails in his hands and they put the crown of thorn upon his head. And I know that we see him with a little shroud tied around his waist, but friend, that's not how it was. Brother, he sit there in humiliation. They humiliated him. They tore his beard out of his face. And I just come to remind you tonight that he did every bit of that for you and I. He did every bit of that for you. He took every nail. He took every slash. He let them do this. He let them do that for humanity. Brother, if you'd have been the only one here, he'd have went to the cross. But in that right there ought to make us want to live a life that is pleasing to him. That right there ought to put a conviction on the inside of us because he did that for me. I'm going to do this for him. I'm going to do this for him. He called Peter a devil. I remember where I am. He called him a devil because he spoke contrary to the Father's will for his life. So whenever he went to make it his way upside that hill and they seen all this take place in the life of Jesus Christ and he gave up the ghost and they pulled him down and they brought him to the tomb. They walked away that day hopeless and defeated. They'd been following him. They gave everything for him. And all of a sudden, all the hope that they had had been ripped from them when it seemed like the word was being destroyed. In all actuality, Brother Craig, the word was being fulfilled. And a lot of times the word that you've been given, whenever you get a word from God, anybody ever got a word from God? And whenever you get that word, everything that starts taking place in your life seems contrary to what has been spoken to you. And it's in that moment that many times people forfeit a sure word that God has given them because it is not lining up with the way that they thought it was going to work out. See, these disciples, whenever they got to looking at Jesus, whenever they seen him on the cross, whenever they seen that flesh die, and whenever they put him in the tomb, they walked away fearful. And you and I, a lot of time we do the same thing. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the Word was with God and the Word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made in Him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not there was a man sent from God whose name was John he was not that light but was sent to bear witness to that light that was the true light that light every man, every man, every man that cometh into the world. And verse 14 says, the word was made flesh 
and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. They thought that the word had been destroyed. But friend, the word was being fulfilled. Don't forfeit your word just because it ain't working out like you just because it ain't working out like you think it ought to work out. Just like it ain't going like you think it ought to be going. Friend, God's got this thing figured out. God's got a way of fulfilling his purpose in your life. And you need to get it settled in your spirit tonight. You need to make up your mind. I'm not throwing away my promise. I'm not throwing away my prophecy. I'm not throwing away the word that I've been given. No matter what it looks like, no matter if I don't understand, man, you got to trust in what God is doing because his ways are higher than your ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Brother Craig, you got to trust him, man. You got to trust him, brother. Trust is the deepest level of faith that you can get to because the Bible says in Proverbs 3, it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path and only whenever you come to a place that you don't understand what's going on can you really say God I trust you because whenever you understand what it is that's taking place in your life you don't have to trust God you have understood understanding of what it is. You have understanding of the outcome. But whenever you step out, Brother Craig, you just got to say, God, I trust you. And I trust that I've heard from you. And you're going to have the final say. Somebody ought to shout right now if you believe it, that it's impossible for God to lie. If God said it one time, friend, it's going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said it. God said it one time. Let's hear somebody rejoice right now. If God said it one time, it's going to take place. The Bible says that all of God's promises are yea and amen to the glory of God by us. That means you got to come into agreement with the promise. you got to come into agreement with the word. If everything that you say is contrary to the word that's been given to you, it's not going to come to pass because the Bible says that death and life is in the power of the tongue if everything that you do is contrary to the word that's been spoken it will not come to pass because the Bible says that faith without works is dead if everything that you think is contrary to the prophecy that God gave you friend you ain't going to see it in the natural realm it could have been a sure word but you got to take control of this right here. Brother Devin, you got to take control of this right here because Paul said at the end of the book of Acts, he said, I think myself happy. If you're having bad days, you need to change your mindset. You need to change the way you think and you need to get your eyes back on him. 
You need to get your focus back on God. You need to set your affection on things above and not my and not the things of this world. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what looked like the word being destroyed, all the while God was fulfilling the word. Jesus was right in line with what he was supposed to be doing. But because of everything and how bad it looked, the disciples couldn't not even remember what he had spoken to them. Because all hell broke out. They forgot what Jesus Christ, God Almighty, had said. And whenever they put him in the tomb, the Bible says that they gathered together in Jerusalem for fear of the Jews. They could not remember that he said, I'm going to go in there, boys, for three days, but I'm not going to stay there. And there was a lady by the name of Mary Magdalene who, who was not willing to turn loose of the hope that she had to the hope that she found because it was in this lady that Jesus casted out seven devils then it ought to be hard for those of us who have been delivered in a great way and I'm telling you if you flesh and blood tonight you might not have a testimony a mile long you might not ever drank or drugged or went to the bar friend but you'll flesh just like everybody else in here and it took the blood being shed to save you I said it took the blood being shed to cleanse you. It took the blood being shed to wash your sin, to wash your sins away. To wash your sins away. Whenever they seen this taking place in Mary Magdalene, she said, I'm just unwilling to turn loose of the hope that I found. My whole life has been transformed. My whole life has been changed. And all the hope that I have is in Him. All my hope is in the one that they put in the tomb. And whenever she made her way to the tomb where He had been laid, she ran back to the house where the disciples were scared half to death and he, she said the body is not there she said the body is not there and the body Bible says that Peter and John rose up and they both ran to the sepulcher where Jesus Christ had been laid and even still seeing the body gone it still didn't bring to remembrance see how powerful your mind is tonight, how powerful fear is tonight, seeing the body gone, seeing the word fulfilled, still they could not believe that he had resurrected, friend, they'd seen it done all through the Old Testament, men 
raised back from the dead. They've seen children raised up from the dead. They've seen Lazarus raised up from the dead. And God manifested in the flesh who gave them a sure word whenever they came to the tomb. They walked away from there hopeless that day. They walked away from there in the same state of mind, probably in a worse state of mind that they was before they came. But oh Mary, oh Mary, Brother Craig, she just stood there and she said, I can't leave the hope that I found behind. It's the anchor to my soul. It's what settled me. It's what keeps me when the storms of life come against me. I'm telling you, it's the anchor tonight that because he lives, I said, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, yes, I know who holds the future. And life is just the living just because he lives. Woo! I said, because he lives. See, old Mary, I think there was something different about her, brother. She was standing there, and them two angels came, and they, she went to ask him. She said, where have you laid my master? Where have you laid him? Where's the body at? And all of a sudden, Jesus appeared to her, and whenever he began to speak to her, whenever he began to talk to her, she began to pour out and plead what had taken place, and she began to pour out and plead how she needed her hope back. I'm trying to tell some tonight. Your hope is still alive because all of a sudden whenever Jesus spoke to her by name whenever he said Mary and he called her by her name Brother Craig, she turned to him and she said Rabboni. That is the same master. She knew exactly who it was and I can see her that day Brother Aaron. I can see her running back to all them disciples and saying, hope is still alive. Hope is still alive. Because he resurrected, friend. Because he got out of the grave. You and I have hope today. Because he got up. Because he got up. You and I have hope. So I ask you the question that David asked himself in Psalm 42 and 5. Why art thou cast down my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? He said, hope thou in God. For I will yet praise him for the help of his countenance. If you know that he's alive and here today, you ought to give him praise. I'm telling you right now. If you know that he lives because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives I got hope today because he lives I'm going to make it through another battle because he lives 
No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, thou shalt condemn. I said, it's all because he lives. We have a lively hope tonight. We got a lively hope this day and age because Jesus is alive. Hope tonight is still alive. Give me praise all across the house. Hope tonight. Hope is still alive. Because God is unchanging and He's never lost a battle. The battle that you're facing tonight is surely won. Brother, Brother Devin, he's batting a thousand against the enemy. And he ain't going to start losing with you. And he ain't going to start losing with me. Brother Aaron, and he ain't going to lose with you. Sister, he ain't going to lose not one battle. And because you belong to him, the battle that you're fighting belongs to him also. And he's going to take care of business the way that a good father does. Friend, all my hope is in Jesus. I said all my hope is in Jesus. I'm glad my yesterday is gone. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. Friend, my hope is in Him. I said my hope is in the Savior. My hope is in the redemption that the blood that He shed on Calvary bought me. I said He bought me with His redeeming blood. He loved me in. I knew Him. Come on somebody. Friend, you got hope in this house tonight. Don't let your hope slip away. Don't let your hope go. Your hope tonight is enough. Your hope will hold you, the anchor to your soul. Your hope tonight will keep you. Your hope will carry you to the fulfillment of the promise that God has for you. Romans chapter 4 says that Abraham, who against hope, believed in hope. Well, there was no reason for Abraham to believe the word that he had been given. He had hope that God was going to fulfill and do what he said he was going to do. Sarah was 90 years old. Abraham was an old man. And whenever God said, I'm going to make you a father of many nations, Abraham said, I put my hope in that word right there. Romans 15 and 4 says, For whatsoever things were written before time were written for our learning, that we through faith and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. In Psalm 119, the Word of God says, I hope in thy word. Friend, you've got to have expectation from the word. You get your expectation from the word tonight. It's not about what you feel. God is not a feeling. We've got to get that across. We've got to get that in our mindset. Friend, it ain't about if you can feel God. It's about if you know God. And God is not a man that he should lie. And if it's in his word, I can put my hope in what he's spoken. 
I can put my hope in the word that has been spoken. It don't matter what it looks like. It don't matter if all hell is breaking loose in your life. It don't matter where you come from. It don't matter how bad that it seems. I'm not telling you God don't care. And I'm not telling you that I don't care. But what I'm telling you is all the trouble in our lives and all the adversity that we face cannot stop God's word from being fulfilled and coming to pass. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away. He said, but my word will in no wise pass. God's word is going to be fulfilled. I said, God's word, I got a word, friend, that I've been hanging on to for about four years, and I refuse to turn it loose. I'm hanging on, I'm hanging on to the word until I see it happen. I'm speaking the word every day until I see it happen. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what this one says. I don't care what that one says. I'm hanging on to the word. Somebody got to take hold of what God has said to you. Somebody got to take hold of the written word that's been spoken. Friend, whether it be Rama or whether it be Logos, you got to hang on to the word. You got to hang on to the word tonight. I'm not turning this loose. My hope is in the word. Abraham, it was hope who against hope believed in hope. Brother, hope carried him to the fulfillment, but it was faith that made it come to pass. See, we've got to understand it's like soul and spirit. It's real hard to divide faith and hope, but I want to tell you right now that it was hope that carried him there. Friend, you might be here tonight and you might say, I don't have enough faith to get there. Friend, all you got to do is hope, friend. You just keep your hope in him. I come to help somebody and I, I come to help somebody you just keep walking with hope you just keep walking with hope tonight you just keep hoping in the word of God tonight I don't have enough faith hope is enough hope is enough hope is enough Hope will get you to the fulfillment. And whenever you get to the place of fulfillment, friend, you can activate your faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not yet seen. My hope is in the Word tonight. My hope... Is in the word tonight. I said, keep praying for him, Brother Craig. I'm not done preaching right now. Come on, I ain't done preaching. I'm telling you, I'm going to give you an example. There was a man by the name of Jairus in Mark chapter 5. This man by the name of Jairus, the Bible says that he had a daughter who was at home sick. Brother, turn me up a little bit up here. He was, he had a daughter that was at home sick and he came to Jesus and he said, my little daughter lies to the point of death. He said, come and lay your hands on her that she might be 
healed. And I want to tell you what that was, brother. That was hope in action. That was hope because there was a centurion in Matthew chapter 8. He said, you ain't got to come to my house. He said, you just speak to word and my that servant's going to be healed. Now that was faith in action. But see, old Jarius, he didn't have that kind of faith. But what he did have was hope. And he said, Jesus, if you'll just walk with me right now, if you'll just walk with me to my house and you'll come and you'll lay hands on my daughter I know that my daughter is going to be healed but all of a sudden listen to me right now in the middle of Jesus coming to take care of the problem that was going on at Jairus' house there was a woman with an issue of blood we've heard her preached about many times and whenever she came she touched the hem of his garment friend that was faith Whenever she came, she said, if I can just touch him, that was faith in operation. And it stopped Jesus dead in his tracks. But I just believe it like this, brother. Whenever Jesus stopped, Jarius stopped. He said, all I got's hope, and I'm hanging on to the word. Jesus was the word made flesh. He said, I'm not turning loose of the word. I'm hanging on until he gets back. My God, I feel the Lord in here. I'm hanging on to the word. Friends, some of us would have walked away when we went to see in a delay. Some of us would have got jealous because Jesus was taking care of this instead of getting to my house where I was having a problem. Let me tell you, you better get rid of that old spirit right there. The Bible says rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. You ought to be excited when your neighbor's black, big black kid comes back to the house of God. You ought to be excited when somebody... Yay! I'm going to preach that devil right there straight out the door. I'm telling you, he didn't turn loose. Go ahead and stay right there. He didn't turn loose of him. Friend, he just kept hanging on. And if you got that spirit, you need to turn that spirit loose right now. You ought to not get aggravated because this one's getting a blessing or because this one's getting a healed. You ought to let it build your faith and say, hey, if God will do it for them, if God will do it for them, I bet you he'll do it for me. Somebody rejoice right now in the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout all across this church. Somebody say, hey, I got hope tonight. I got hope tonight. I got hope. I'm hanging on to the Word. 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 It don't matter how long that it takes. It don't matter if he's got to do this for this one and this for that one. I'm not turning the word loose because the word is the only chance that I have for my daughter to be resuscitated and brought back to life. And I want to tell you the first thing that took place whenever Jesus healed that lady, there was a, somebody that come out of the church house. Old religious person said, why troublest thou the master any further? Your daughter is dead. Church folks. Woo. I said, church folks. Why, why are you praying about that? Why are you even bothering Jesus with that? 
Somebody came out of the synagogue and told Jairus, why troublest thou the master any further? Your daughter is dead. He's holding on to God Almighty. You got to be careful what you let come out of your mouth. Now, you know my spirit. I'm not trying to be ugly, but I just know what I feel right now in the Holy Ghost. You better be careful about what you say because death and life is in the power of the tongue. It could have been the words of that man, that religious man that came out of the synagogue that caused Jairus to turn the word loose and walk away. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus backdoored it with all... Jesus backdoored. See, that's why you got to know the word. Because when the enemy comes in and when people come in and begin to speak contrary to the word that's been spoken to you, Jesus told him, he said, fear not, only believe. He said, get rid of everything else. He said, get rid of all fear. Get rid of all doubt. Get rid of all unbelief. See, you got to combat the naysayers. You got to combat the enemy with the Word of God. For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, dotting, dividing asunder, even soul and spirit. Friend, I tell you, the Word will work. That's why Jesus just spoke. The Word was spoken, and old Jairus' faith was built. And he said, I'm hanging on again because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word when you get a prophetic word you need to speak that word don't keep it to yourself friend you don't need to tell I'm not saying you need to tell everybody but you need to speak that thing every day when you get out of the bed fella you need to speak that word as you go throughout today you need to speak that promise when you lay your head down at night you need to speak that prophecy because it comes by hearing and whenever you continually hear it, your faith will continue to rise in God's ability to fulfill it. Jerry said, no, I believe I'll just hang on to the word. Because that's what my hope is in. The Bible says that whenever they got to Jairus' house, that they were weeping, wailing, and crying. And Jesus said, why do you weep and wail? He said, the damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And the word says that they laughed him to scorn. They laughed at him. They mocked him. They said, what do you mean she's not dead? She's not even breathing. Friend, Jesus is the resurrection and he is the life that's why whenever he shows up that's why you gotta hang on to the word somebody listen to me right now that's why you gotta hang on to the word because when the word makes contact with the dead situation that you're dealing with life is gonna be brought right back into my I said life is gonna be brought back in to that dead 
situation. Come on, I know I got a man right there that believes it. I know I got a man right here that believes it. I know I got some folks. I know I got some ladies out there that says, hey, I believe the report of the Lord. Whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? We shall believe. We shall believe. We shall believe the report of the Lord. I'm going to believe what the Lord said. I'm not going to believe what this one said. I'm not going to believe what that one says. I'm not going to believe what my eyes are telling me. I'm not going to believe. I'm not going to believe what this old evil flesh of mine is telling me. I'm going to believe what the Word of God says. Come on, somebody, give him praise right now. Hey, I'm telling you, if some of you has arrived to a place of fulfillment, Jesus just walked into your house. Jesus just walked into your house. Jesus just walked into your house. And that dead situation that you've been looking at, that problem that you had back home, it's going to be brought back to life. Oh, he said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever believeth on me shall never die. He said, believest thou this. Jesus also said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. And some of us in here have hung on to hope. You be honest tonight. It's okay. There's been times and I just hung on to hope. Brother, I just hung on to hope. But when it came time for fulfillment, my faith began to rise up. And I've seen the word come to pass in my life. And I'm trying to help somebody right now. I want to tell you, you've arrived at the moment of fulfillment. Now, if you'll let your faith rise right now. Where's my brother at? Brother, I need your help. Come on, if you build up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I said building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's it. Come on. Come on. Come on. If you're in a hopeless state tonight, God can help you. If you're in a hopeless place tonight, Jesus can pull you out. Come on. He's your anchor to the soul. He's your anchor tonight. He'll hold you in position. He'll keep you where you need to be. But you gotta, you got to let the anchor... You got to turn loose the anchor in your life. You got to turn loose the anchor. Strength is coming right now. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. Those that came in here weak tonight in your spirit and in your body. I know we've had a we 
We've had a long few weeks, but God's not finished. And the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord. That word wait is expect, it's kaval, it's the same exact word. It's hope. They that hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm going to say it like that tonight. They that hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. They that hope tonight. Hope. Don't lose hope. Suicide rates at an at a all-time high. You know why? Because people have lost hope. Pastors kill themselves every day because they lose hope. Hopeless. Teenaged. Children. Take their lives because they're living in a hopeless situation. When you're outside of the church, your hope is in something that might take place. But when you're a part of the church of the living God, your hope is in the fact that it will take place. It's a promise. All the impossibilities in front of you, don't let it rob your hope. There was an impossible situation at Jairus' house, but he hung on to the Word. And whenever he got there, whenever Jesus got there, he got everybody out. Everybody who didn't believe, he said, you need to go outside. Hope got Jesus to his house. Brother Devin, but I believe that whenever Jesus walked in the threshold of his door, that faith began to rise on the inside of Jairus. Faith began to rise. and Jesus looked at that girl who life was gone. And he said these words. He said, Talitha Kumai. That is to say, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Arise. Every hand lifted right now. This, I, mean, I know this word is real and it's hit home with a lot of folks in here because you're being honest with yourself. When God gave me this word, I had to be honest with myself and said, God, I know exactly, I know exactly how that man felt. I've never had a daughter at home laying there ill, but as far as just having hope and a word that's been spoken, that's all I had. 
And every time something would come and speak contrary in my ear to it, I would, I, I would combat it with the Word of God and say, no. The Lord said this. God said this. Don't let hell tell you that your hope ain't enough. Come on, I know there's some of us in here tonight. We got you got great faith. I've got I've got faith. I do. I got great faith. I'll admit it to you. But that's something God's blessed me with. That's something that I muster up on my own. That's something God gave me. But there's things that, that I, all I have is hope. I'm just being honest. There's things in my life and all I have is hope. God began to deal with me, Brother Craig, and he said, that's enough. Hope will get you where you need to go. I feel this right now. If you've got a promise, a prophetic word that's been spoken to you, or I think you, I just want us to proclaim that. I want you to speak it as individuals right now. I want you to lift your hands. I want you just to begin to speak that out right now in the Holy Ghost. You don't have to say, if you don't want your neighbor to hear, you don't have to say it loud enough so your neighbor will hear. If you don't care, that'll be all right too. But I just think we ought to just begin to speak those. We ought to begin to call those things that are not as though they were. Begin to speak it. My child is coming home. My marriage is restored. My ministry will prosper. My body is healed. My finances are changing. I will have a child. Come on, speak those things. Speak those things. Speak it. Come on. But I'm telling you, as some of you begin to speak it, you're going to come to a place of fulfillment, and God's going to do it. everybody in here right now you just begin to pray loud can you lift your voice if you got the Holy Ghost in here would you pray in the Holy Ghost 
God can put the pieces back together. That's it, sister. God can put the pieces back together. Life that's in chaos, sister. God can put the pieces back in order. I'm telling you right now. The chaos that you're dealing with, God can make order out of it. That's it. Sister, that's it. Go ahead, speak that. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. great loss God can put the pieces together I see it sister name of the Lord Jesus Christ you're going to feel a warm sister it's going to start right here just a minute lay your hand right there my wife okay you're going to feel a warm begin to flow through your body and that's healing virtue and as the healing virtue begins to flow it's happening right now if you just begin to speak in that heavenly language the Bible says now you are bound now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. God, I curse the infirmity right now. I take authority over it in the name of Jesus Christ. I take authority over the infirmity. God, and I speak healing. I release it in her body right now in the name of Jesus Christ. The authority of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. God, I command it to go right now. I command it to leave her right there. It is. Go ahead, sister. Sister, as you speak in that heavenly language, God's healing your body. I'm telling you right now, as you pray in the Holy Ghost, God's healing your body. Sister, I'm telling you, that, that's a witness what you feel that's healing taking place. God is touching you, and you can, that's a, there's a strong witness to you feeling that taking place right now.
it. You just receive it. Felt exactly what I said she was going to feel. If God's healed your body in this, in this revival, I want you to lift your hand right now. If God's healed your body in this revival, I want you to lift your hand. Sister, look at the hands across here. The hands, and that's this is that ain't even that ain't even a quarter of the healings that's taking place. God's doing it. God's doing it. You're gonna make it all the way back. Bethlehem, just go lay your hand on your neighbor right now. Just go lay your hand on your neighbor. Find somebody, pray for them. It don't matter who they are. Matter of fact, go to somebody you might not be as comfortable with. Go to somebody and pray for them. That's it. Find somebody you had never you had never prayed with. Go lay hands on them. Pray with them. Come on, we're body, body. Come on, hope. Come on, speak words of encouragement. Prophesy to them. Encourage them. Encourage them tonight. Encourage somebody. Encourage them. Encourage them. Come on, let them know you're not by yourself. I'm standing with you. You're not alone in this thing. I'm with you. Come on, we're going to do this together. Folks in here think about quitting. I'm telling you, you ain't got to quit. There's a church behind you that loves you. It's here for you. Brother, I want to pray for you.
the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the authority of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. God, I command the pain in this shoulder to go. I take authority over in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I release him from it. God, that it wouldn't hurt him from this day forward. God, and that you would give him a witness of the work that you're doing. God, the surgery that's being performed. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, every bit of the pain leaving right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. That's all right. Everybody just, I mean, if you, if you got to leave, I understand. But God's doing a work in here right now. People that are opening their spirit up for God to work on them. God, restore the hope. Restore the hope, my sister.
Come on, God's doing surgery on people right now. Come pray for you. in here, just lift your hands. If you need peace in your mind, they, there's people, I know there's people all through here. I couldn't, I couldn't get, go to all of you. Just lift your hands. There's a supernatural peace going to flood this place. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the Bible says in Isaiah 53, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Our peace of mind, Brother Craig, it took place on the cross. I speak peace that surpasses all understanding. In the name of Jesus Christ, the authority of the Word of God, and the power of the Holy Ghost, God, I release your peace. God, I release your peace. God, I take the keys that you've given me and the authority. God, and I unlock your peace in this house. I unlock peace over this family. God, into this season. Salabaraka. God, order his steps. Order his steps. Son, I see ministry. Ministry. I see ministry. Yeah. That's it. God, hey, God's still pouring out peace right now. If you need peace, you just go ahead and lift your hands and receive it. Sister, right there behind my sister in the red, peace is coming right now. Peace is coming right now. Ministry. If you're a visitor here tonight and you need the Holy Ghost, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost before we leave. If you're a visitor here tonight and you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, we'll baptize you before you leave. I know it's mainly the church here tonight. Church, get all that you need tonight. Get all that you need. I know some of us got to work in the morning. I understand that. But I'm telling you that the blessing that can, you can come upon you right now will make your day so much better. The blessing that God's looking to give people, the change that God's looking to make in people's lives right now. But make not just tomorrow better, but every day after.
He's going to be all right. Okay? Listen, just listen to me. That's a word from God. He's going to be okay. I'm telling you. God, your peace, your peace, your peace, your peace.
not going to hinder the moving of the Spirit. I want everybody to keep praying if you're praying, but we realize it's late. Many have to work tomorrow, go to school, and we just want you to know you can be dismissed in the name of Jesus. If you want to pray, you can continue to pray as long as you want. Let the Spirit of God move in this place. Amen.